This is Almost 107, a Fanshawe College Journalism student podcast. Get real. Welcome to Almost 107. I'm your host, Heli Khetani. And in this episode, we will explore the complexities and triumphs faced by those adapting to a new language and culture. So let's hear from international students Abhijit Shetty about their language journey. Hi Abhijit. Hi Haley. How are you? All good. How are you? Good, good. Not bad. Okay, so let's uh, dive into it. Um, so my first question is, how did you initially feel about the language barrier when you arrived in a new country and how did it impact your life? So in my case, more than the language barrier, I would say uh, it's the accent uh, because I'm not used to the uh, Canadian accent, obviously, uh, before coming to this country. So uh, the accent would, uh, you know, getting that accent is was a bigger challenge while you're communicating with your uh, fellow classmates or, you know, while working or uh, during a normal communication with the, any stranger uh, outside. So you know getting that accent or uh, uh getting the some of the words was a bigger challenge um yeah that was the uh, major challenge i would say okay talking about accents can do you have any um specific incident in your life like uh, after coming to canada and you know uh, how did you overcome it so um, I work at a, a Canadian superstore where uh, I work with a bunch of uh, the local people, uh, the Canadian people. So uh, me coming from India, uh, they, you know, uh, uh, initially, this, this, I'm talking about my initial stage here, uh, they used to joke, they used to, you know, uh, tell some, uh, they used to, you know, uh, uh, communicate with me about uh, the work I have to do, about my responsibilities. So 80-70% of the time, I would say, I used to not get the what they said uh, during the initial conversation. I have to just ask them again for what exactly they said. And they used to clearly say that to me again. That was the major challenge, I would say, I've, uh, I faced uh, during my initial days. That's obviously because of the accent again uh the uh, the english uh, which i used to speak back in india was completely different the words i used to uh, uh use in my uh, sentences was completely different and words people here use are completely different so to get that to understand that uh, thing was a bigger challenge yeah so um do you have when you face this type of challenges how like from where do you seek support or do you have any resources which helps you out uh so the major uh, resource i would say i uh used to uh see a lot of uh news channels the news is uh canadian news channels so at least uh if you see uh you know uh like three four news every day you will get to know uh how uh, people here speak there's a difference in language between, you know, uh, in every uh, province also, I would say. So uh, I heard uh, there is like uh, there, the, there is a major difference in the U.S. and the Canadian uh, English as well. 
so i used to watch a lot of canadian uh, news channels to you know uh, learn little bit about their accents and all and the major thing is the uh, communication the more you communicate the more you get to know about uh, you know their language their culture and everything yeah the, so the communication is the key like have you used any technologies like you know google translator or um duolingo or uh no i have not used any because uh, yeah i was little proficient with my uh, you know uh, my in english so i didn't get a chance to use that uh but uh, yeah i have seen many people using that as well you know to communicate with others to get the uh, uh you know words and all uh but for me the major thing helped is uh, i started communicating more and more even though i didn't get in uh first take whatever they said i just asked them pardon me and i asked them uh again what exactly they said and uh, yeah that's the thing okay so i um which is your like language like which is your mother tongue so i personally know five different languages uh, my mother tongue is tulu and my provincial uh, the state language which we say back in india it, it is called kannada and also i know hindi i english and there's one more uh, language which i learned in my schooling days as i was uh, as i was studying in a different province so i know this language called marathi as well so yeah uh, not 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 uh, you know uh, uh, not clearly but yeah uh, i i can speak broken marathi i would say ah that's nice so um when you uh, came to like in your initial days do you face any misconceptions or stereotypes uh, about your language uh i think the biggest uh, stereotype i don't know if you can say that a stereotype uh, but being an indian uh, people think you use a lot of uh, nods while speaking uh and i i uh, one of my colleague did ask like why do you uh, uh usually like nod while speaking but uh it has become i think every ev- being every indian uh uh being an indian every person uh you know do this uh you know while speaking to uh, while communicating with someone and uh, yeah i i didn't think about this before but after coming here when you know uh people ask me this obviously i figured out like people don't hear uh, people don't you know nod or don't use the uh, their hands to you know while communicate but uh, we do a lot uh yeah that's one thing uh, i have observed and uh, uh, i've uh, yeah that one thing i've observed and it came to my notice so uh like how do you address them i usually explain them why we do that uh there's no you know a particular explanation for uh, uh that uh that why we uh you know uh, you know use the nod gestures while explaining things but it just comes out naturally while we uh, communicate uh but i i tried explaining the culture of this nodding and people will get to know uh, our uh, emotions quickly while we do all these gestures um yeah i tried to explain them uh, yeah that's how i over uh, you know tackle that so uh, about this culture thing uh, do you think that language has some type of connection with culture 
definitely language does have a lot of connection with culture because uh, uh there are like plenty of cultures uh in canada and plenty of languages obviously uh from one country there might have you know multiple uh, languages under same culture so different different have a uh, different 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 pers- per- per- like every person have their own personality and it comes from their language and their culture so uh i i don't know about canada but uh coming from my country uh from two different provinces we have different different personality and the way we speak it comes from the obviously from the language and our culture so yeah do you have any other experience in mind where you faced a challenge about interacting or just in your class or i don't know at a workplace i remember two instances uh one while communicating with your group mates uh while doing an assignment uh i didn't uh i worked with uh, three four different cultural people uh i recall one from canada one from switzerland one from nigeria all three have different different uh accents and different different uh, you know uh, uh dialects i would say in english so uh the most difficult was to get uh the guy from nigeria like what because the way he speaks is completely different the, the terms he uses is completely different and the dialect is also completely different so to get that was very challenging and uh, uh, he had to repeat me multiple ti- times to explain something which i used to not get in one take so yeah that was pretty challenging and the other one is the the uh, the jokes uh i my colleagues uh, they share a lot of jokes with each other while working so some of the jokes most of the jokes i don't get because of that because the terms they use is completely different and they had to explain me that joke joke again uh to you know and uh, that was that was pretty but now after being like in canada for more than one and a half year close to one and a half year um i get i i start understanding their culture more i start understanding what exactly they speak in one go uh what what are they asking i also work in in a place called timortons where I, i have to communicate with people so i get their orders in one take so yeah it's it has uh, i have come a long way in understanding the culture and understanding the language of this country i faced the same challenge when when i started uh, my classes mm-hmm. and they were like uh they speak they say multiple slangs and multiple jokes and i do not understand it and they have to make me understand like helly it's like this helly you don't understand slangs are completely they use different different slangs yeah. uh and we are not used to those slangs so yeah it will take some time to get into that zone i guess but yeah we are we are on that track <laughs> yeah, we, we are learning we are we learning. are learning we all are learning here so yeah good it's a, it's a, overall it's a learning process for everyone those are the challenges but do you have any you know successful story in mind where it where it just like you know about uh, improving in your language proficiency obviously i have uh, uh, faced lot of positive feedback this is from uh, uh being a employee at timortons as well as in a canadian superstore 
I've received a lot of positive feedbacks from the customers on how I you know, communicate with them easily and uh, how, the, how I resolve things. So that is one of the you know, biggest uh, success, I would say, on my part on the language proficiency uh, that I'm able to communicate clearly with them and I'm able to resolve the issues, what, what they ask for. So yeah, that is one, uh, one instance. And any advice you would like to give to international students? So uh, I would say uh, people who are struggling in this particular thing uh, about language, uh, the only suggestion I would uh, give is communicate as much as possible uh, with the locals, with your friends. The more you communicate, the more you get used to those, used to that languages and uh, without communicating it's kind of difficult so just communicate on a regular basis your work your uh, classmates everything and uh, read a lot of newspapers watch a lot of uh, newses and uh, uh, articles and all those things uh, so back in india we used to do one thing i remember in school that we used to uh, read the newspapers loudly in front of the whole class that's how uh, our english professors used to improve our communication skills i think we can try that here as well uh, that's one of the basics we can do and obviously you have a lot of uh, the applications the technology we have a lot of now the technology have improved we have a lot of apps to you know improve our communication skills i'm also learning french now through uh, duolingo learning uh, each and every word every day uh, like like learning one word or two words every day that that is improving uh, my you know uh, that is you know uh, improving the process of learning french solmelu Danyavada, Shukriya, thank you. Thank you. Now, let's gain some insights from coordinator of English Language Institute at Fanshawe College on effective strategies for overcoming these challenges. So, uh, my first question to you is, from a linguistic perspective, what unique challenges do international students commonly face when adapting to a new language? students can uh, face various challenges and especially when they are placed in one classroom or at one school with many students with different backgrounds and it really it really depends on it really depends on uh, the efforts that students make to improve their for example pronunciation because pronunciation is a main language barrier for many students. So like English sounds, there are many English sounds that they do not have the corresponding sounds in the student's home language. So the students have to change their habit of like a sound that they've never pronounced before and they have to get used to that habit to pronounce it. So that can be a challenge. And sometimes, so it's because of the student's education background. So in their home country, they learn the words or they learn uh, essay writing or paragraph writing in their home country taught probably by unprofessional teachers. And when they come here and they found, wow, this is so different. 
from what we have learned. Okay, it often happens, right? Yeah, and for these things, what what are the for like the specific languages? What are the common strategies which are effective for students? Well, the most useful strategy is to practice. And when students have pronunciation difficulties or pronunciation, and students can tell by themselves. So they try to express their thoughts, but no one around them understands. So they will feel, okay, they, their pronunciation has a problem. So what can they do? So the first way is so they find out what exact sounds they need to work on and practice the sounds with their teachers, with their classmates, until they get it right. And another way is they can read, read aloud. Read aloud is an excellent way, but not many students are aware of that. So I often tell my students, read aloud so you can hear. Because when you read out and you can hear your pronunciation, you can hear how you read. And also, it would be better to have an audio to the textbook. You read and you listen to the audio or read after the audio to help you correct your pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Or when you watch, watch a movie, when you watch a TV program, so you turn on the captions and read, repeat after the a TV program or the movie. So these are the effective ways, of course. Another way is to communicate more, to talk more to other people. Okay? And if they don't understand something, you can ask them so which part make their pronunciation okay, not comprehensible. Of course, yeah, the, the second one is more, more effective. And according to you, um, how can educators or institutions um, better support international students in overcoming languages with, you know, academic settings. A very important question. That's also what the UEAP program and international office are working on. To me, uh, I feel the first thing, very important thing for uh, institutes, for uh, education, uh, educators at school, uh, is the understanding, the understanding mm -hmm. of international students. So often, as as educators, we often see international students struggling with their study, but that's only on the surface. What's beneath? So just imagine an iceberg. So above the water, we see their struggles, international students' struggles. But what's underneath? A lot of things. It can be something that we educators or schools take for granted. We feel that, that international students should know, but actually they don't. They don't know. Or some different cultural understandings. Okay. So it's just so if we don't, if we don't see the factors underneath, underneath the water, 
we will only provide, okay, the students, so the student needs a language support. Okay, we provide them, but probably student, international students need more than just the language support. They come to Canada and they face a lot of challenges. So they, they get to know new people, they find a place to live, they, uh, they have to do everything, take care of themselves and probably have never done that before. And they also need to manage their academic study well. So they are under a lot of pressure. So my suggestion to international students is so when they need help, just ask for it. So some, some students from, from a cultural background may feel very shy, ashamed, of asking for help. Okay? They just don't, don't want to say it out. They want to deal with issues in their own way. And I think, well, clear communication with other people is really important for them. And as schools, colleges, and educators, professors, we need to understand international students' situation more. So when they come to us to, uh, to, for help, we usually ask more questions about if you have any challenges in your life, if you are in difficulty in any aspect, including your study and your living, anything. Because these can all be the contributing factors to students' struggles. From a psychological point of view, how does this language barrier impact well-being and mental health of international students? I believe it greatly affects the students' mental health. So like what I mentioned earlier, so students suffer a lot of stress okay, in both their life from the, both their life and their study. And when when they so let's just say the student has difficulties with English and then the student cannot probably cannot understand the teacher's lecture in class. At the same time, the student may have some issues with the landlord and cannot understand the landlord. So the stress from the conflict with the landlord and the, the frustration from inability to understand the class lecture often combine, often combine together and the student may crash down because of different layers, multi-layers of stress. So again, we, when we look at students' well-being, their, well, uh, their mental health, we cannot look at language as a single factor contributing to this it is a lot of other things like the like what I said cultural misunderstandings or the students who who come from the a society probably a society that is shaped by individualism or a society that is shaped by collectivism so they have their own ways of doing things and they had their long-held perceptions of seeing things. And when they come to a different country, all of this will have to change. And in this whole adaptation process, 
well, uh, some students probably cannot really cannot really uh, stand all the new changes, or they don't know how to cope with the changes. So basically, they the first year that's the adaptive period for international students is the hardest. It's the most challenging. That's when different cultures, different backgrounds, and the languages collide with each other. Yeah, so uh, I, 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 I think most programs provide counseling services or there is a consultant that can provide counseling service. So counseling service is indispensable and it really has to be in place available for international students. Um, so uh, like how uh, do you think like how uh, technology um, or learning apps like Duolingo uh, is, can be utilized as, uh, you know, good resources to support international students? Well, technology <laughs> can be double-bladed. So it can work well it can also bring negative effects for sure. And I remember there is a, there is one called, and also especially our chair is a big fan of technology. Okay, there is an app called Learn with Carlos. Learn with Carlos. And this is an app for learners to learn language, a new language. So it can be Spanish, it can be English, it can be an, an Asian language, and can be German. And what you need to do is to talk, to talk to the virtual person called Carlos, to practice speaking. That's fun. And so like my last question is to you is, what recommendations do you have for universities and institutions to create more inclusive environment that recognize and address the language? Well, I believe every college is doing it. So for example, so let's start from teacher training. Okay, teacher training, this is a, one of the major topics included in the teacher training. Okay, all the teachers should learn about the importance of uh, equality, equity, and inclusiveness mm -hmm. before they become a real teacher, a real professor. Second, I believe uh, universities and colleges should provide a channel, communication channel between students and the school mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. students can voice out their thoughts, their ideas, or share their experience. Yeah, that's that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's very important. And also schools and universities should have people in place to yeah, yeah look after issues related to equity and um, equity and inclusiveness and prevent prevent discrimination. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in awesome. quality, yeah, to happen. Yeah, thank you so much, Hong. Thank you for yeah. having me. Thank you for listening to Almost 107. Remember, language may be a challenge, but it's also a journey of growth. I'm your host, Heli Khetani. 
Find more episodes of Almost 107 on our website 1069thex.com or subscribe wherever you get your podcast.